0: And welcome to Casa Loud Chats, a podcast dedicated to Nickelodeons, the Grandes and the Loud House Universe. And I'm your host, Sunny, and welcome to episode 51 of Casa Loud Chats. And it's been a while since I've done an episode of the show, and yeah, I've held it off for a while. But it's great to be back on the podcast, and today we have a jam-packed episode for you because today we're going to be talking about all the brand new episodes of the Loud House that premiered this month because there was a lot. <laughs> there was a lot of episodes that premiered this month, and it's mostly The Loud House, so that's all we're going to be talking about today. Of course, we do have episode news to discuss. Luckily, a lot of the news this week is about episodes, which, again, is still a lot, but they are very, it is very exciting to talk about new episodes of, of course, both shows, as we do, we now are going to be talking about the Casagrandes getting new episodes, because the ones that aired early in Australia, not the UK, I kept saying the UK the last episode, but it was Australia that they aired in, are getting their official US releases soon, so that great. But of course, there is a very special episode of the Grande's and the Loud House will be discussing today, in news. But yes, so this month was quite a busy month to talk about new episodes of the shows, and... I'm also going to be releasing my celebration of the five-year anniversary of the Loud House with my season retrospectives I've done with various guests, so I can't wait to release those. Those will be coming out uh, sometimes during this week and next week and some other times in June. I don't know how I'm going to spread them out because, you know, I have them ready, but I don't know when it, it would be too much to release them or when I could spread them out, but uh, I'm going to be releasing this episode on uh, Monday night, so maybe the first episode of the retrospective I might uh, release on Friday. Friday or Saturday, not sure yet, maybe Saturday, but I don't know yet because, of course, there's going to be new episodes of The Loud House this week and then, of course, other episodes coming out. So, I'm not sure how I'm going to go about this because i ha- it's hard because I had this plan for how it's going to go about, uh, you know, reviewing these episodes. But then Nickelodeon decided a completely different change, and now my schedule was different now. <laughs> so, you know, you have to figure things out. So that's why I took a little break from doing the, the show, because I didn't know what the heck I was going to do for this month since it's jam-packed of episodes to review. But I don't want to keep this, uh, you know, this introduction for too long, because we, we have a lot to discuss. But with that said, let's get into some CASA news! Okay, so as I said at the top of the show, there are brand new episodes of The Loud House this week. As we continue on with May, we have brand new episodes of The Loud House. Not the Grande's yet, but still The Loud House. As we, well, here's the thing though. We have a promo, but it's not for these episodes yet. We have a promo for cer- two certain episodes we'll, d- we'll discuss very soon, but again, this week we upgraded episodes of The Loud House at 7 o'clock, like always, and the two episodes we'll be, we'll be discussing, or, and the two episodes that are premiering are Grub Snub and She's All Bat. These episodes got, uh, announced, uh, after I recorded my last podcast, so I didn't get to talk about them, since again, we got all those episodes that were in doubt and that they finally aired, so we can talk about these two. So, Grub Snub. When Letty and her friends start hanging out at Gus's, Lincoln and the gang start a turf war for control. This, what I heard about this episode, to me is another one of those... What the heck is this episode? Because this is... Okay, so season 5, we've had an abundance of, of Lincoln episodes. But besides Ghosted, this is the very first Lincoln plus sister episode we've had in a very long time. This is the first one of season five, practically, that isn't Ghosted. You know, I don't really count Ghosted because technically the full episode is not Lincoln plus sister Lori. It's Lori gets help from Lincoln and Clyde and, and Lucy. So it doesn't really count. This is a full on Lincoln plus sister episode, i.e., Lincoln and Lenny. And I. You know, when I heard about this, I had to tell you my friend King Mitch, who's a Lenny fan. And, you know, now we're gonna be, uh... Well, technically, we're gonna be brawling, because that's what the episode's about. It's about Lincoln and Lenny starting a turf war for control. So, what's interesting about this episode is... I think Lenny isn't the best fit for this car- for this kind of episode. I kind of wish this could have been a lit episode. Like, Lydd and Lincoln like have to fight over Gus's, because... Why is Lenny and her friends starting to hang out at Gus's? Like, I kind of understand why. Maybe they're tired of hanging out at the mall, so maybe they see- Like, Lenny sees Lincoln and his friends hanging out at Gus's, so maybe she wants to try hanging out there. But I wouldn't under- I don't understand why Lincoln would be kind of upset about it to where him and his friends- Or, yeah, him and his friends start a turf war. <laughs> yeah, what- what is up with that? Like- Why is Lincoln so upset to where he has to fight his sister and her friends? Like, Lincoln's gone to Gus's with his sisters before. Like, Lola in um, what is that? Ruben, Ruben Horde, right? That's the one where they have all their childhood memory stuff. And Lincoln and Lola were going to Gus's together to win prizes. Why, if all of a sudden, Lincoln is just upset that Lenny's going to Gus's with her friends now to hang out? Like, and even in the podcast, Lynn is at Gus's in the podcast. So, I don't get that. Maybe Lincoln, <coughs> excuse me. Maybe Lincoln thinks now that Lenny's kind of taking over his his spot where him and his friends go. But that's just kind of weird how Lincoln would be upset now, even though his sisters have been the Gus's before with him. So I don't know. Like I guess maybe when like I guess like Lenny just keeps inviting so many people to where Lincoln and his friends start thinking that Lenny's taking over Gus's and they should reclaim their place. But I was also thinking about this in a different way, and I know the show would never do it. But I'm thinking that maybe this episode could be Lenny's No Guts, No Glory, but in a different sense. Like, the boss maybe was her No Guts, No Glory, but um in, a, in the way where she had to stand up for herself and become the oldest uh, loud sibling in the family now that Lori's gone. But I'm thinking about this episode where... Lincoln actually doesn't respect Lenny as the oldest anymore. And now that Lenny is kind of like taking over his turf. He starts to get less respect for her as the oldest sibling. So I really think that this episode could be a way for Lincoln to to respect Lenny more. Now that she's the oldest and Lori's gone for a while. And he needs to start respecting her as the oldest sibling in the family now that Lori's a sh- Well, I-, I would say Lori's gone, but like, once we talk about a certain episode, it's-, it's more like Lori's just not as there as much. It's not there as much, but, um... You know, whatever happens in this episode, I'm very curious about. Because, again, we haven't seen any from it since, so, again, we didn't get a promo for it. We might have, uh, get a clip or something or we get like a surprise promo that Nick pulls out because they forgot because they were too excited about a certain other thing we'll talk about. <laughs> they got way too excited about the, the one thing and then they forgot we have new episodes this week anyway. But um, yeah, no, I'm really pumped for it just because I'm excited for a Lincoln plus sister episode. And just kind of interested in how why Lincoln thinks him and his friends need to start a turf war. Um, I need to- I don't actually know. What does a turf war mean? I'm doing this on the air. Like, what is- what is a turf war? A uh, turf war. An inc- inc- a criminalist dispute between rival groups over territory or a particular sphere of influence. Uh, just says like a fight. Yeah, so basically, Lincoln and his friends want to claim their territory, which is Gus's. But again, I don't know why. I don't know why Lincoln and his friends decide to do that. Why they decide that they don't like letting their friends hang out Gus's, even though they don't own Gus's or control it or whatever? It's kind, of, it's such a, it's such an out there premise. But then again, these two episodes we're talking about that are airing this week are both kind of out there premises. So let's talk about the next episode, which is she's all bat. Lucy gets jealous of Lola's newfound attention after she joins the Mortician's Club. So, yeah, Lola's been getting quite a lot in Season 5. I mean, you know, she does get quite a lot as a character, but I feel like Lola's Lola, like Lynn, has been getting a lot of episodes this season because she just had the one with Mr. Grouse. Now, all of a sudden, Lola's just interested in joining Lucy's Mortician Club? Why, though? <laughs> That's the biggest question. Why? Why is Lola suddenly joining Lucy's mortician club? I didn't think Lola would be interested in golf stuff. Like she's interested in princess stuff. She likes girly girl things and like pink and stuff. Why is Lucy? Why is Lola suddenly fascinated with Lucy and her mort- mortician club and wearing golf clothes like it does in the title card? I guess maybe Lola's starting to like lose interest in what she likes, so maybe she's trying new things, which would be kind of interesting for her character. But it's just weird that she starts to gain this kind of like attention from the Mortician Club. But then again, it's 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 Lola. I mean, you know, she makes a good appearance in any anything she does. But you know, it is, it, is, it is it's we are now finally getting our our first Lucy episode of season five. But I'm worried because, again, it is, it is an episode with Lola that Lola will take away the spotlight from Lucy. But I'm hoping that's not the case. Because, again, Lucy kind of deserves her own episode. than Lola, who's like an attention hog, taking away all the spotlight from her. But I'm really excited because, again, this is a very interesting dynamic pairing as is Lola and Lucy. Because they kind of had a sort of interaction in... T-Tail Heart from Season 3. I think that was the season with T-Tail Heart. The one with Lola and the doll. And then, like, it turns out the, do- the doll belonged to Lucy. And Lucy helped her out and stuff in the end. But it wasn't really, like, an episode about them. It was just about Lola and the possessed doll. But that was an episode about both of them. And Lola joining the mortician club. And getting kind of popular through the mortician club. So, again, it's, like, very interesting that this season is all about different pairings and different dynamics. So seeing that we just had the Stella and Lana episode we'll talk about today, having Lola in the mortician club is kind of interesting. Again, so I do like that again, this season is changing things up with dynamics and putting the characters in different you know, scenarios, and different interactions, and different dynamics, so... I'm very interested in how this episode will go, but like the Lightning Lincoln episode, I think it's a very weird premise, and I don't know why they decided on this, but I think it's gonna be very intriguing just how it goes. For both of them, like, it's going to be a weird night, <laughs> I would say. It's going to be a very weird night with both of these very odd premises back-to-back and see what happens with them. Now, before we talk about the two episodes that are going to be airing afterwards, I do want to discuss a future episode that was announced for the Casa Grandes before we discuss an episode that actually is airing. So, like I said on the top of the show, the episodes that got leaked in the in the in in Australia, which were the... um. Uh, what was it? It was um, Saving Face, uh, Batters of the Cart, um, The Fluff Love, and Chocolate Force. Those were the four episodes that got leaked in Australia. They're going to be airing in June which, is, which uh, is good. They're airing at the 7 p.m. slot, which means that the Loud House is going to go on hiatus in June because if they w- if the Loud House wasn't going on hiatus, they would have the 7 p.m. slot and Casa Grande's would be 7.30, but because that uh, Barbarian the Troll show has been airing with the Loud House at 7.30, it's taking that 7.30 slot. So I guess they decided, well, Loud House, you could have May, and Casa Grande's you could have June to air new episodes, and we'll swap back and forth and maybe we'll finally figure out how to air both of you at the exact same time which i think is good though because again this this month we had so many last episodes, I think, that, and then uh, again, a big episode is coming up, which we'll talk about. So I think, you know, Casagrande should take their spot and just let them air new episodes. Because again, Australia got new episodes before us for them, and they need to air here so I could talk about them, because since I've already seen them. But we do have, an, um, we have two titles for two future episodes. We only have a, a description for one of them, but the other episode I have some predictions on. So, the, t- the description we have for one of the episodes is called Battle of the Grandpas. When Frida's fun dad comes to visit, Hector tries to win back his grandchildren's attention. Ah, so we're getting another episode of the Casa Grandes where a family member of the Casa Grandes comes to visit, and this is Frida's dad. So that's interesting. We actually get to see Frida's family. That's very very interesting. Like again, we we had Mama Lupe in Mexican makeover with uh with Rosa's uh, side of the family. And now we get to see Frida's dad. This is very interesting how they're deciding to really expand on the extended Casa Grande family. So seeing that we're going to get an introduction to Frida's dad is very interesting because again like uh, ro- like again um Hector is Carlos's dad, and seeing that Frida's had a lot of interaction with Hector is interesting. But uh, seeing that now Hector's gonna get kind of kind of jealous of Frida, of Frida's dad, who is the other grandfather. That's really interesting because, again, like in the Loud House, we only have Pop Pop and we don't know about, well, we kind of know about like, Senior's dad, but we've never actually met him or he's never visited the family like Pop Pop. So it's interesting how they're actually, like, again, the Casa Grande's, they like to extend on the Casa Grande family tree, which I think is very interesting with the show. So would be, it's going to be kind of cool to see another family member introduced that is kind of an extended Casa Grande member. But Frida isn't a Casa Like, Frida's not a Casa Grande. I don't think so. Yeah. Well, I mean like she uh she married into the Casta Grande family because Carlos is a Casa Grande. She wasn't originally a Casa Grande. I forget what her surname is. That wasn't Casa Grande. I have to remember what it is. But seeing that again it's gonna be her dad is again very interesting, so I can't wait to see them expand on the Casta Grande extended family. Then the other episode we know about we know a title, we have no description yet, is Prankaversary. Now I when I heard about this There's only one scenario I could think of, and it's the obvious answer. This is a sequel episode to Pranks for the Memories, and here's why. Because Pranks for the Memories, like, when I I rewatched it because I was thinking about if it was going to be a sequel episode to Pranks for the Memories. It kind of ends on a cliffhanger, sort of, where, like, you know, the girls, they do prank the guys at the end, but then the cats do get into Carlota's room because they have, like, the... I guess they had, like, the... What was it? Like, they had the Tuna in there or something. So, Runa ruined Carlota's room. But then uh, Carlota and Ronnie and do make up, and they're, like, friends again now. So, if this is a sequel episode to that, where it's, like, now we get the revenge of Carl, CJ, and Carlitos, and maybe Bobby, because, again, Bobby helped out in that episode, and this is going to be a, a Carlota and Ronnie and episode where they have to team up again to prank the boys, it would be very interesting. Like if this is going to be their version of the April Fool's saga, or what is it now? The quadruple? what Saga. Yeah, saga. That's what you call it now. The April Fool's saga, because there's four episodes, not three. It used to be the trilogy. Now it's the saga, because there's four episodes. If this is going to be Casagrande's version of April Fool's Rules, uh, or not April Fool's, like the April Fool's episodes, uh, that would be very interesting, because again, like, it says prank and that's the only, that's the only guess I can make of this, is that it's like, Maybe this is the anniversary of, like, Carlota and Rodian became closer, since Rodian wanted to see Carlota as, like, a big sister to her. And I I said it before, like, in the past, that I didn't particularly like Prakes for the Memories. Every watching it, I was pretty harsh on it. It's still not a good episode. There are a lot of problematic issues with it. There's a lot of character- characterization I don't particularly like, especially with Bobby and how he waited like 11 years to get back at his sister for pranking her and teaming up with the boys. Like, I don't get Bobby's motive of that. It just kind of comes out of nowhere. And the relationship between Carlota and and is not really that interesting. I don't really think they have a good dynamic and the only reason they got together was because had helped Carlota prank the boys and... I think their resolution, their apologies to each other is just kind of rushed. So, I don't really think their relationship is rewarded in that way. So, I do like how in Trend Game, they kind of give Carla and Roddy more to do together. But this episode expands on that to where it's a sequel episode. And they finally get to work together again on a, a huge elaborate prank to prank the boys. Or the boys try to prank them back. Would be really cool. Like maybe that's what why they call it a prank anniversary is because this is the anniversary of when we actually got back in the boys or something. But I also had two other theories, and I do want to say them real quick so that way I say them on the show, and then when we actually get the description of the episode, I know it won't happen. <laughs> My second prediction for the episode was something to do with Bobby and Roddy, and only because again we. We know that Bobby's- like, Bobby said in Pranks for the Memories, he's- he's gotten hit by Ronnie's pranks more than anybody else. And I was thinking, maybe we'll get, like, a flashback episode, or maybe, like, a flashback to where Ronnie had first started pranking, and she started liking it, and Bobby was the first person in her family who she pranked when she was a little kid, and that's what kind of motivated her to- to start pranking and stuff. But maybe we'll find out, you know- Bobby, like the reason that Bobby really wanted to get back at her in prankster memories was because he was actually kind of jealous of her. Like, maybe he was like, "Oh, I want to be a prankster like you. I I could never be as good as you." And Rodney is like, why didn't you just say so? Like, you're my brother. I could help you uh, prank people and stuff if we could work together and do that. And maybe that'll solve their problems and stuff. Because again, pranks my memories, I don't think Bobby's motives are justified. They don't have any good reason other than I just want to get back at my sister for pranking me all these years well why (laughs) why all of a sudden now you decide to do it why because the boys are just doing it to Carlota I don't think it's a really good motive at all so if they were to expand on that where they show why Bobby wanted to get back at Ronnie and maybe he maybe she did something really bad in the past that he kind of like remembers and she kind of regrets and stuff and it could expand on their brother-sister relationship would be kind of cool. My other guest was a very far-out-here guest, but the only other thing I could say about this episode—and again, it won't happen— is that it has something to do with Lincoln and Ronnie and, and only because April Fool's rules, you know? prank could specify in a way where it could tie in the Loud House and the Grande's. With Lincoln and Luann play a part in this episode because Luann and Rodian teamed up together in April Fool's rules to kind of prank Lincoln, but then Rodian decided to not go with it because she realized that Lincoln was po- was doing all those pranks for her so she wouldn't get hit. So maybe that's what they spe- what they say as a prank anniversary, like it it combines it combines like the Lincoln Rodian friendship with the pranking on April Fool's Day. Like, maybe that's what their end- friend is? Like, because cause again, like, in the comics, we had a whole arc where they were getting presents for each other for their friend anniversary and we already know what the friend is. I was guessing it was going to be the same day and save the date, since that's when they kind of officially became friends. But maybe April Fool's rules kind of like, is the real selling point of their friendship because Radiant stands up for him? I don't know. But again, I, it's probably not going to happen. But I was thinking because, like, pranks, anniversary, friendiversary. We just had about in the comics with their anniversary. So what if Luann and Lincoln did play a role in this? Maybe, maybe they could play a role in the episode if it is a Radiant and Carlotta episode. Maybe they need help. Maybe Rodian knows that Wayne is a good prankster. She gets ha- gets her and Lincoln to help her out. But again, won't happen because Grande's. But you know. I said that about other mess because I knew other mess would have Lincoln involved because other equal cow Dairyland. That's the only way you could tie that whole thing together was have Lincoln involved. So I'm saying anniversary It's one of those three things. I still think it's going to be the sequel episode, the pranks for the memories, where it's a Roddy and Carla episode, getting back at the boys, or the boys want their revenge against the girls for pranking them in pranks for the memories. Because they're Roddy is good with their continuity. So if it's a sequel episode, that would be cool. You know, i would be very excited for it if it does expand the Roddy and Carlotta relationship. But that was kind of hopeful and thinking, well, maybe, you know, if, if they could. Like, it could be evolved somehow, but no. <laughs> you know, you, I can dream, can't I? Okay, so I've held off for too long. But yes, we have two big episodes to talk about. Big as in, we are not getting just one. But two specials on Memorial Day. Nickelodeon decided, nah, we're not giving you one special. We're giving you two from both shows. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, we are talking about the two big specials for the Loud House of the Casa Grande's area Memorial Day, which is Camped and Zoo Emergency. Oh, I'm so excited to talk about both of these episodes, especially Zoo Emergency as a big moment in the Casa Grande's. But we had to talk about Camped first, and I'm also very excited about Camped. So, camped. When Dad discovers that his childhood camp is closing, he decides to take the family for one final visit. Soon, they discover a map that could lead to a treasure big enough to save the camp and prove the existence of an old camp legend. I am so excited for this. I have been wanting a camping episode of The Loud House for years. They have teased me so much in The Loud House with the idea of a camping episode. Like, in Season 1, would they go to, like, that-, that that, uh, campsite in No Tense Debate and some other episodes, or, like, Lincoln goes on, like, a field trip and stuff, but this is going to be... Their own true camping episode in the in the Loud House, and it is a full on 22 minute special. And what's great about it is that they're going on a treasure hunt and finding treasure. That is fantastic. And so we actually did get a promo from Nickelodeon that aired like last week because they were too excited to air both of these specials. So we just we got a promo for both uh the Camped episode and Zoo Emergency. And talking about Camped. There's a lot of great stuff in this promo. Like, there's so much to be hyped about when it comes to camp. A lot of it's mostly focused on Emergency, but seeing that the whole family is together and they're going on this adventure, and the best part about it, my friends, is that we get the return of you-know-who, Lori Loud! That's right, ladies and gentlemen! our, Our main eldest sibling is back in the show for this episode this episode only no I'm just kidding <laughs> well for right now yes Lori's in this episode and there was a promo like a short promo they aired on Nickelodeon for Camped Again and Lori has lines she speaks in this episode she's not just a tiny cameo she's not a cameo that doesn't like say anything like for some reason she's in the back of uh, Friday Night Fights for some reason or like flying Solo or whatever no she's a prominent character in Camped it is returned, returning for this episode, and that's great because again, it is a family trip as they're going to a campsite, and I'm really excited because you know, again, this is a probably continuity in the show that this is during the summer. That's why Lori's there. Either that or she's visiting for the weekend. We don't know when camp takes place, but I assume it's during the summertime, so that's why they decided to go camping. But it's when Lyssear sees that his camp is closing, so I assume it's sometime in the summer since, again, Lori is here during the special. Like, it'd be kind of odd if she wasn't in the special. It'd be, like, the first... Like, uh, would it be the first... It would be the first episode, like, the first, like, uh, special without her in it. And There hasn't been a single special I could think of where she isn't in it, so, you know, there are specials where... A majority of characters don't show up, but if she wasn't as special, that'd be kind of interesting. But no, she is showing up, and I think that's great, because again, it's the whole family going on this adventure to find treasure and to prove that the camp is still special, and they want to go for one final uh, trip. Because the the camp is closing. I mean, I've seen this plot done before in in cartoons and movies and stuff. But the fact that they're doing, like, a big camping special. And it's a treasure hunt. And they want to prove that there's an old camp legend. I think that's so neat. Like, I'm really excited for this. Because, again, I was worried that Ghosted, the terrible episode it is, would be the only special besides school we get. So, I'm so glad we're getting a a follow-up special. And it's about camping. But I hope it's at least a bit better than Ghosted. Like, don't don't disappoint us, kind <laughs> of Loud House. Like, please, please make this a great, like, a great special. Like, make it better so we forget that Ghosted ever existed, even though we always have to mention it. But, you know, that allure in this episode. I guess it makes up for the fact that Ghosted wasn't that great. So, we'll see her actually shine a good episode for sure. Um, but, yeah, I'm very excited about Camped. I've always wanted a campy episode in the show. And it's a treasure hunt episode, too. And... They're all just going to have a good time and hopefully we get to see them like singing campfire songs or roasting marshmallows and stuff like it definitely is coming out at the right time because it is May and June is next month. So having a nice little camping episode that might, you know, be around the time that Lori's done with college for the semester for the summer, I think it's a really great fit. So I think I'm, I'm really excited to see what this special offers for this uh this very special episode. <laughs> and then we have another big special coming from the Casa Grande's. And it's not just it is okay, well, it is a very big special, but it's not just special as in like it's a typical special Casa Grande episode. What's special about it is it is Sid's first Focus episode. We finally did it, everybody. They finally listened to us. They heard our prayers. They heard us screaming that we want a Sid focus episode in the show, and they're like, "Nah, you're not getting an 11 minute Sid episode. You're getting a 22 minute Sin episode." Like. That's the best way they could go about it. Like, because they, they probably, like I had said before in the past, Sid is such a strong character that a 11-minute episode would not be enough for her. So the fact that they decided that Zoom Emergency, a big uh, special in the Casa Grande's, was going to be her first focus episode ever in the show, they knew they had to do her character right in the in perfect way. So zoo emergency. After a zoo fundraiser goes wrong, Sid must save the day with her family. I am just so excited for this. I'm so excited. We're getting a Sid focus episode, the first one ever in the Grande's, That does, that's not a Sidani episode. It is a Sid focused episode with her family and how she's going to be helping out with this uh, zoo fundraiser. And talking about the promo, there's so much to digest in that promo just from Zoom Emergency. And seeing that the 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 fundraiser is like a big event for them. It's a huge event. It's like they're making it such a big, like, fancy event where everybody is dressed up, and including but not limited to, but including Rodian and Sid, they are letting Rodian wear a dress. I am so happy. The the design for her dress, the the, the, one, the one that Roddian wears, is just a simple purple dress. It's so, it's just generic, it's simple, and that's exactly how I imagined her wearing, she's even wearing these little white bracelets. And I think that's really cool, because, like, she's embracing kind of a girly, girly side, where it's like, oh, she wears these bracelets, but her dress is very simple, and I really like that, because, again, they could have made her kind of, like, have a very flashy dress, a very, like big poofy dress, but it's such a simple dress. I think it's absolutely perfect. It, it, it's like they took the idea on my brain and made it canon. They knew exactly what kind of dress she would wear, and it's perfect for her character. I love it. I don't know whether she picked it out herself or like maybe her family decided is what, what she's going to wear. But I do love that we have to get to see her in a dress. I think it's that, that's that's just great. Thank you. Uh, the Casa Grande's are always giving, giving me something to desire, and also Sid wears a dress too. Hers, we can't really see because there's, like, a banner blocking it. But she's wearing a little jacket, and then she has a blue dress on. I think either... Well, I think it's, like, a white t-shirt and blue skirt, so it's a little different than Ronnie's. But she's also wearing a different earring, which is very interesting. So, I love the design choices. But it's interesting how they're making this, like fundraiser a big event where everybody has to dress up for it and they're having a dance party and uh Carl's like the DJ again and they're all dancing we see uh Sergio and Priscilla together which is very interesting so I guess they're back together I mean I guess because it's the zoo Priscilla's from the zoo so seeing Sergio and Priscilla together dancing I guess they're back together and there's a really cool shot where there actually is like a black lesbian couple together dancing that's really neat so I like that but yeah I I'm so excited for this I'm so happy for that Sid is getting her focus episode it's about her family because I've been very interested to see how Sid is like without Rodian. I mean Rodian's gonna be in it probably helping out but seeing that Sid and her family are organizing this fundraiser and how Sid and her family Will handle a a full 22 minute episode focused on them figuring out the solution to the zoo fundraiser. It's going to be very interesting seeing more expanded on her character because she's a very, again, she's a very powerful character, but we don't know a lot about her outside of her friendship with Roddy Ann. And we know about Adelaide, we know about her family, but what are the family dynamics? What is her life like when she isn't hanging out with Roddy Ann? So seeing that there's going to be a lot expanded on Sid in this episode and her struggles to get this fundraiser to work, I'm very excited on them expanding on to Sid. Like, again, like, they knew they had to make Sid's first focus episode big, and they did like they absolutely did they decided to give her and her family a full special where they're the focus and the Grande's of ronnie and just help out like that's fantastic like i uh, they that means that the crew are definitely listening to us and if you're listening out there to us you know lat house of crew if you're listening um uh, uh my, it's my ronnie kid episode coming soon <laughs> you know i i guess i still have to um I guess I have to be, like, a certain person just screaming on every bit on Twitter. That way I can get my episode, just like everybody's getting their sit episode. But, yeah, we've been wanting a sit episode for a while, and they knew they had to do it in the big way. So, yes, we're not getting one but two specials on Memorial Day at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Starting with the Loud House and then the Casta it's, it's Don't miss it. It's gonna be a big event. And what's great about it, too... Is that Zoom Emergency is the first Sid focus episode of the Casagrandes, but Friended did is her introduction episode, and that aired on Memorial Day 2. So that makes it even more special that Sid's first focus episode also aired the same day as her introduction episode, which is also a which is also a uh, special. So I'm really interested to see how you know this has evolved from her introduction where she doesn't really do much in her introduction, just like she's there for a bit it helps out and stuff, but she doesn't really do much in Friended to where here she's going to be doing a lot. So I'm really excited to see how they expand on that. And, you know, it, it's going to be a big event, that's for sure. That's why Nickelodeon got too excited and aired this promo instead of remembering, oh yeah, we're supposed to be having new Loud House episodes this week too as well. So, you know, but it's it's very exciting the promo looks very promising i can't wait to see what else we get from you know these two specials and what else we can expect from it but I'm, I'm hoping just to go in blind with these uh specials i was too excited to see what happens with them but yeah they both look very promising and i can't wait to watch them so yes, that is all of the news for the Loud House and the Grande this week. As there is a lot of stuff to discuss, mainly episodes. There's not, I, don't, I don't really think there's anything else to discuss other than uh, the season three uh, DVD came out uh, around this week, and it looks really nice. I like the cover art, but the pro, but the thing I don't really like about the season three DVD, it's called Tripped. It is themed around, like, traveling. I think that's really neat. Like, they have, like, a little uh, map inside of it. But I always liked when the um the DVDs had these really cool character arts they would put in. Like, rare art of the characters we've never seen before from the vectors and stuff. But this time, it was just a plain map. Which, you know, I already... I like that that much but if you want to if you want to buy the dvd you can it's it's available now the season three dvd to add you to your collection um i'm probably gonna get it but as of right now i don't have the money to get yet so hopefully you know you know people have shown show me what the, the the cover looks like and while i'm not impressed you know it's still nice to have your collection so, we are going to take a break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about all the recent Loud House episodes that aired this month, which are Hurl Interrupted, Diamonds Are Forever, Rumor Has It, Training Day, Directors Run, and Friday Night Fights. When we come back, coming to Nick, it's a Memorial Day of Epic Proportions. Setting the mood. Kick off your summer with brand new back-to-back specials from the Loudhouse! The boatman gave me that! I think the word is skeleton. And the Casa Grande! How did you train the monkeys to serve food? How did I what now? It'll make you laugh. <laughs> Till you drop. Good thing I never skipped leg day! You can't <laughs> miss brand new Loudhouse and Casa Grande specials. All Memorial Day, starting at one, only on Nick. And we are back to talk about the brand new episode of the Loudhouse that aired this week which are Hurl Interrupted, Diamonds of Forever, River Has a trade Day Director's Friday Night Fights. So let's start with the first episode that aired, which is Hurl Interrupted. Lynn tries to stall her friends from riding the new coaster at Dairyland before they find out her big secret. So it's very interesting that this season, or this this month, this year, we've got episodes focused around Dairyland. We had other mess with with, uh, Roddy and Lincoln and Sid, and now we have a Dairyland episode in the Loud House with uh, Lynn. And, um... You know, I, I hate, I, I know I mentioned it before in the last episode, which I was spoiling it. I don't really think this is a very particularly interesting Lynn episode. I didn't really like the fact that her big secret was that she didn't like throwing up. I mean, I get it. We all have different fears. We all have different worries about certain things. Like, I'm not judging anybody's fear on certain things. If you're scared of something, that's okay. That's very valid. But for someone like Lynn, who's a very, who's a big thrill seeker and eats a lot of spicy stuff and is very intense and upbeat and crazy, I wouldn't think thro- throwing up would be something she's afraid of. So the fact that she, that was her big, like, s- secret in this episode, that, that she was scared of throwing up, was... Was kind of underwhelming for a character like Lynn. It maybe she was afraid of rollerco—like they had to go on the new roller coaster, and maybe she was afraid of going on it because what if she like had something happen in the past where she like maybe. I don't I remember what it was, like, I don't know if she said she threw up on a roller coaster or something, but, like, what if something happened where she, like, she hit, she hit a kid or something, or something intense happened where she almost fell out of the roller coaster or whatever, and that made her terrified of riding the roller coaster. That, I felt like, would have been a better fear for her than just, I don't want to throw up or something. Like, it was kind of a weak, uh you know, uh weakness for her. But, you know, it was a good, like, it's not... I don't think it's a great episode. I think it's kind of mid tier episodes for Lynn. You know, I think uh, Friday Night Fights, what we talk about, it, is a better Lynn episode. But so far with Lynn's episodes, I'm not particularly impressed with them with her focus episodes lately. But this was just good to see, like, her and her friends hang out together and see, like, you know, I really like Paula. I think she's very interesting. And, like, I didn't really like how her friends were kind of teasing Paula for having the same fear. Which, by the way, I kind of wish Paula didn't have the same fear because if Paula was the one saying, "Oh, I'm also scared to go on the roller coaster," then Lynn could have felt more justified in her fear and said, "Wait, so Paula, you're scared to go on too? Why don't I just stay with you?" You know, and then episode over. But the fact that they kind of did that and then teased her for it was kind of strange, and then. When Lynn told them that she was scared to throw up and go on the roller coaster, they're like, "Oh, that's okay, Lynn." And Paula's like, "Wait, what?" And then they're like, "Oh, we're sorry." It's like, why did you change your tune now that Lynn said it? I mean, I I guess because it's Lynn. I mean, if uh if Lynn told me that I was that she was terrified of something, I'd probably be too scared to tell her like, "Oh, you're a baby for being afraid of, of throwing up." So, I guess because I'm I'd be scared of Lynn too. But uh, yeah, I I don't know. It was it was fine. Um, I did like in the episode when um, when Lynn was trying to get, I guess it was the cow or the bull back in, the other Rinalda theme music plays during that, that scene where she's riding the bull. I think that's really cool. They still incorporate music from the Casa Grande's into the Loud House. Or sometimes with the Casa Grande's I hear, like, music from the Loud House. And I'm like, oh, they still coexist in the same universe somehow. But, yeah, no, I, it's a pretty weak Lin episode. I'm probably not going to revisit it anytime soon, but it, it's still good. I just don't think it's great. If you enjoy it, that's fine. But for me, it's just kind of like a low mid-tier episode, not really anything amazing or spectacular. But, you know, it, it's fine for what it is. The next episode is Diamonds Are Forever. After Lola and Mr. Grouse find a precious gem, the two struggle to decide who gets to watch over it. Now, this contrasting to the Wood episode is a fantastic episode, of course. I mean, it's Lola. You can't do wrong with any episode with Lola in it as I mentioned before. <laughs> Even though I was like, well, with the Lucy episode, she might be the attention to Hog, But any episode Lola is in, she makes it great. And this uh, you know, dynamic between Lola and Mr. Grouse is very interesting, of course, because they both get interested in this gem that they want to watch over, and they're interested in, like, looking for, you know, treasure and stuff, and seeing that they both had to watch over the gem was, you know, really funny, and seeing their interactions together was cool. But what I really liked about this episode, and I'll elaborate more on training day, is that There was moments, the little moments of Lincoln doing magic, which I absolutely adore. I love that they still continue to have Lincoln love magic, and he just performs magic for his family whenever to practice it and stuff. Like, you know, I talked about it with family bonding, and (laughs) I'll talk about it with training day too, that, you know, I thought maybe season five would have Lincoln more interested in spy stuff, since his interests change every season. But after Saved by the Spell, which had him still interested in magic from Season 3, they continued to have him just, like, have little moments of him doing his little magic in the background. And I thought maybe that wasn't going to tie into the main plot, but it does, with the twist being that the reason that the gem was missing was because it got, it got, it fell down in the little, like, trap door of Lincoln's little magic box that they were keeping the gem in. Like, they kept a gem in this box, and Lincoln realized it's one of my magic boxes, which I thought was great. I thought that's, that, that's how you tie a whole, like, a side thing in a, in a main plot together. Is into the main plot, it's like, Oh, Lincoln's the one that figured it out that the gem was missing. Like, I thought that was really cool. Like, I really, I really like that. Like, again, the little moments with Lincoln doing magic was so cute. Like, again, I know Lincoln biased, but I love when he's just like showing up, Lin, where Lin's like, Oh, that's not even real, it's, it's just fake. And he's like, No, it's magic. <laughs> and then he, he, like, um, he, I, I guess he was trying to do this to Walt. Walt like flies away and that or something, and then Lincoln's like, "The bird has reappeared." Oh, thank you. And Lynn just rolls her eyes <laughs> like, "Oh, it's so great." I I just I remember seeing that episode early. I just see the little moments of Lincoln doing his magic, put the biggest smile on my face. Like I love the little Mr. Grouse stuff. I think it's really entertaining. But whenever they just throw in the little Lincoln stuff and they do cute stuff with him. I always enjoy it. So I like that they did tie in this little magic stuff into the main plot where it was his magic box, box that the gem was stuck in. So yeah, I think this, this From the win episode was a better entertaining episode, just a really fun a dynamic change with Lola and Mr. Grouse, and again, this season's all about those different dynamics, so I'm really excited to see what else they could do with future um, character dynamics like this with Lola and Mr. Grouse. The next episode is Rumor Has It. Lincoln and the gang are trapped in the woods with Mr. Ballhofter, who may not be who he says he is. So this episode I really loved. I think this was a really great episode, and, you know, I didn't really have any high expectations for this episode, but they really did a good job with this episode. I liked that this one was mainly just I, what I I kind of liked about it was that it reminded me a lot of Save the Date or Shell Shock and the fact that this is this is like the kids and even the teachers believe all these stupid rumors that Mr. Ballhofer like is a bad person or he's like a criminal or whatever and even Mr. Ballhofer like was upset hearing all these rumors it's like They judge me before they get to know me, Shrek. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, I, I liked how, you know, Lincoln actually was the one that really didn't believe any of these rumors. Like, he stood up for Mr. Bolhoffner in the beginning. He's like, guys, he's my homeroom teacher. I wouldn't know if he's, like, a criminal or a monster or something. Yeah, you guys, like, Lincoln's friends were super paranoid about Mr. Bolhoffner. But, again, I don't blame them because Mr. Bolhoffner was kind of creepy in this episode, not gonna lie. But they should have actually believed Lincoln because Mr. is not your guys' teacher. He's Lincoln's teacher. He's not your teacher, so he would know Mr. Bolhoffner better. And Lincoln actually, like, in schooled. He actually asked Mr. Bolhoffner to turn the air conditioner on and he was like, yeah, I'll do that. So Mr. Bolhoffner really not that bad of a guy. But I really did like how in this episode, Mr. Bolhoffner was portrayed as this really caring person. And he actually worried about the kids and cared about them. And they're like, and he's like, what are you doing out here? Like, you should stay in the house. Like, I don't want you going wandering off and stuff. And so, like, you know, Lincoln and his friends had to realize that Mr. Ballhofter is really that bad of a person. And I absolutely love the ending. The ending is probably one of my favorite endings now of any Loud House episode, where Lincoln and the friends decide to show the entire school that Mr. Ballhoffer is not a bad person, and he wrestles a bear for them. And the, the speech or the line that Lincoln gives is, you see, guys, Mr. Paul isn't a criminal or a mobster or whatever. He's just a really great guy who's brave and loyal. And here he comes, Mr. Cool Hoffner. Like... That's so sweet. Like that is awesome that Lincoln and his friends decided to do that to prove to the entire school that mister Ballhofter is not a bad guy. And again, it reminded me of Shell Shock because again, Lincoln is the type of character who has developed throughout the years to where he's learned not to judge anybody. Like again, yeah, with his relationship with Roddy Ann where people were saying or even he was saying how Roddy and is super rude and gross and stuff, or Shellshock, where she's like, you know, she's Roddy Ann, so she's like aggressive and stuff. And then over time after learning that she was a, you know, a really caring person towards her brother and her mother, Lincoln realized she's not as bad as she seems in school and became her friend. Whereas here, uh, same thing. Like, he actually didn't believe the rumors until his friends kind of started, you know, like being paranoid and making him believe it. And Mr. Bullhopter wasn't really doing a good job with that either. But in the end, he actually went to the school and told everybody, Mr. Bullhopter's really cool. Like, we should actually re- respect him. And that's really neat. Like, I love that Mr. Bullhopter had this respect for like his friends doing this for him because he actually like felt bad about all these rumors that kids and even adults like one of the teachers Mr. Mrs. Seltzer is that what her name is the one that the friends have I forget what her name is um were saying and he's like oh well thank you guys for doing this so maybe in the future, Mr. Bolhoffner and Lincoln will have a better relationship. And I want to see, like, more of that explored in the show. Like, maybe we'll have an episode where they bond and stuff. And Mr. Bolhoffner more cool with Lincoln. Or maybe because he do this, they're not really exactly off the hook yet. But I, I just, I really liked, I re- I liked it. I really liked the way they went about this episode. And of course, how could I not forget... We stand, Lincoln Albert Loud. Yes, we finally know Lincoln's official middle name is Albert, not Oliver. (laughs) Yeah, so apparently on the uh, first broadcast viewing of the episode, the the, the subtitles had said Lincoln Oliver Loud, but then the official broadcast said Lincoln Albert Loud after that. So we didn't really know which one was true. But then one of the crew members confirmed that yes, it's Albert because it's based off a of pop pop, which is really cute. Like I love that. But it's great that Lincoln has his official middle name because in the show's canon, there was a um, there was a video they used to do back in the day. They used to do these uh, Instagram videos called "Ask Lincoln Loud," and Lincoln had answered a question about his middle name. And the canon um, thing was that the the that the the parents didn't know that the that the family. The parents didn't know that the kids had middle names so whenever the kids got in trouble they always called them marie lincoln marie loud lori marie loud letty marie loud so they would say that and i think lisa's official middle name is is marie i think she's the only one that has it and sometimes in the show they'll have lori l loud or letty l loud so there wasn't really an official canon middle name for the kids because they never established it but in here lincoln actually says my name, uh, he says, uh, I Lincoln Albert Loud, which is, it was hard to tell because Astor says the line so fast, so we couldn't tell if he was saying Oliver or Albert. And it wasn't until the subtitles, the first broadcast said Oliver, but then after that it said Albert. And then so they confirmed that, yes, it is Albert based off of Pop Pop, which is also, which is really adorable because that makes uh, Lincoln's relationship with Pop Pop even more stronger, that his middle name is Lincoln Albert Loud his initials are L-A-L. <laughs> if he was Oliver, his uh, his his initials would have been LOL, which would have been kind of funny. But I like that it went with Oliver, just because, again, it's honoring Pop Pop. So I think that's adorable that Lynn Sr. Rita decided to give Lincoln a uh, uh, his middle name being Albert, based off of Pop Pop. So maybe we'll finally learn what the other kids' middle names are. But if Lincoln is the only, only one, only one with a canon middle name, I'm just happy though. Because again, Lincoln Albert Lau. That's just absolutely perfect. We stand Lincoln Albert Lau. We are going to trend that on Twitter. Stand Lincoln Albert Lau because it's perfect. I love it. Just great. I, Again, the crew, if you're listening, I love that you gave Lincoln uh, his middle name being after Pop-Pop. So absolutely adorable. I love it. Thank you. It's great. So, yeah. But uh, Rupert has it. Really great episode. It really surprised me at how good it was. I really liked it a lot. Um, I also liked the little character interactions in the episode, too. I like this little moment where, like, Stella uh, is talking to Zach. And she's Zach is talking about his plan and stuff. Stella's like, "Oh, you never caught anything." And the and the friends all laugh. And he's like, "Not cool, Stella." <laughs> yeah, the little little character moments are cute in that episode too. So I think it's a really great episode. And again, Stan, Lincoln, Albert, Loud. The next episode is a very special episode as we have the episode Training Day. Lana gets more than she bargained for when she takes on Stella's untrainable new bunny. So expectation. Lana and Stella interaction reality Lola and Lana wholesome interaction episode? Yes, ladies and gentlemen. This is not a Stella and Lana episode. This is a Lola and this is a Lana and Lola episode. Surprise. <laughs> yeah, it's a big surprise actually. So, yeah, this episode it was very different than what we were expecting. A, a big really just huge unexpected twist of this episode that tied a lot together as I talked about in the Lola and Mr. Grouse episode They tied the little Lincoln moments in that episode to the main plot this episode Tied the little moments of L- Lana and Lola together with the main plot So Stella gets a new bunny and the bunny is acting all crazy And so she gives it to Lana to train her since Lana's really good with animals and Lana can't figure out why the bunny is still acting crazy and stuff And throughout the episode Lola and Lana have these cute little, uh, you know, like, twin interactions. Like, I love when Lola and Lana have, like, their own language, and Link is the only one that understands. <laughs> like, he's looking at them, and they're like, what? And he's like, oh, they have their own little sibling language. Not even Lisa can figure it out. Like, I like that. I like that they acknowledge some family stuff, that Lincoln knows his family really well. But throughout the episode, Lana and Lola have these little moments together that are really cute. But then we find out, at towards the end, that the reason that Jazzy... That's the one she has. said. Jazzy, yes. Jazzy has a twin whose name is Snazzy. And the reason that they're upset is that they miss each other. And so during this episode, Lana figures that out. And she's like, that's why Jazzy's acting up. Because she's a twin and she misses her twin, just like me and Lola. You know, Lola may be kind of mean sometimes, but I still love her and need her. Like, that moment was amazing. Like, I couldn't believe that that's how they tied the whole main plot together, was that the bunnies were twins, and they need each other just like Lola and Lana need each other. So Lana went to go find uh, Snazzy, and Jazzy and Snazzy were brought together again, and so Stella has two bunnies instead of one, and they are brought together because they're twins, and they need each other just like Lana and Lola. And I'm like, wow, like... I wasn't expecting that at all. That was the most heartwarming moment of the episode, was finding out that the buddies were twins, and they tied it with Lola and Lana. Like, that's great. Like, this really made up for Strife at the Party, which is one of my least favorite episodes of Season 5. That's not a really good twin episode at all. But this here, where it's like, Lola and Lana, they're twins, and they love each other and need each other, and they have their own, own little language, and they know each other so well, and seeing that Jazzy and Snazzy could find each other and be brought together, and they tied it into the main plot, was so well done, like, I love the little moment where Lana's, like, sniffing out Lola, because, like, if you're a twin, you know exactly where you are, then Lana, then Lola knows where Lana is, like, it's so great, like, that, that, like, just to me, it's something that I've been missing from the show, was those little family moments. Seeing Lana and Lola just having those little moments together was so cute. Like, the blemish thing and stuff like that. Like, again, tying it with the main plot, instead of it being a Lana and Stella, fo- like, a bonding episode, it was a Lana and Lola episode. Like, they did such a good job tying it in with the twins and stuff. So, it was a very surprising episode. Like, both Rumor has it, and Training Day both turned out to be really great episodes because expectations were so low, it's what we were expecting it to be. So I'm really happy they actually did that. I would have liked a lot instead of a you know, body episode, but I really liked in the end that they tied it together with the twins and the bunnies being together as the main plot and, you know, the main message of the episode. So I think they, they did a really good job with that. I, and I'd like to see more episodes like this in the future. Then the next episode that aired last week, Director's Rut. when turns to Mr. Coconuts for help after she struggles to direct the school's play. So it was hard for me to watch this episode on the first uh, night it broadcasts because they had just aired the specials promo and I was still thinking about Rodian and her dress and everything for that promo. I was still thinking about it, the hyperfixing on it that I couldn't pay attention to the Wann episode. So I actually had to watch it on my own. And... <sighs> I do want to say that this episode was good. Again, like the one episode, I don't think it's that great. It's just a nice little episode for Wan, and it was also nice to see Benny again because we haven't seen Benny in a while with Wan. So seeing that Benny was kind of being supportive of Wan because they're dating and their boyfriend and girlfriend was really cool, and seeing like Wan's friends again. But the thing about this episode is like. Wan's friends were kind of being kind of harsh on her because they were trying to make changes to the play, and as a director, I would definitely be, you know, like, really just, uh, annoyed by everybody making changes, because, like, um, you're supposed to be listening to the director, like, you're not supposed to be making all these changes, Wan's in charge, why are you telling her, oh, I want to do this, I want to do that, like, you're just giving Wan more than she bargained for, so you know, I complained about the whole Mr. Coconuts thing, and I kind of agree- I kind of say, alright, so I understand why Luann had to, you know, project on the Mr. Coconuts, because her, fr- her friends were being ridiculous, so I totally get it. She need to be- she de- she need to get some, uh, you know, anger out, some frustrated anger out, but, you know, like- Again, I wasn't really interested in this episode. I don't think it was that great, but it's still a nice episode. Not one of my favorites. I might have to watch it again just just so I get a better uh, you know opinion of it. But it, I think any Mulan fan will like it, and definitely so like little meets that Allow Casa talks. Any musical pl- like a f- play fan will definitely relate to this episode. I definitely relate to that being into Broadway and being into theater and stuff. So I definitely relate to this concept of the episode, but. I don't think it was that uh, that interesting but I am happy for the Wanny fans who just got some little interaction between Betty and Wan. I always like to see them together so that was nice even if it was just for a little while and so uh yeah I just think it's it's a be- it's a good one. I think it's a little better than her one interrupted from Lynn but I still think it wasn't that great. I just think it's a, a pretty nice episode for Wan. And finally, the last episode that aired this week from the Loud House is Friday Night Fights. Lisa joins Lynn's football team as the analytics Coast coach to prove that math will always beat out heart. So again, this reminded me of the episode Money Bart from The Simpsons where Lisa joins uh, Bart's baseball team becomes the coach. And I really liked this episode. Like, I liked the, the wholesomeness and the heart of this episode because I liked that Lisa was trying really hard to make Lynn's team better, but Lisa was actually doing a lot of things to change the team to where Lynn started to not recognize anybody, she changed the mascot, she did all of these changes that Lynn wasn't very fond of. And so Lynn seeing all these changes got really mad at Lisa, and Lisa actually got- like, Lisa started crying because Lynn was upset at her, and Lisa's, Lisa was so upset at herself because she didn't, she she disappointed her sister. It was such a great episode to emphasize the emotion of Lisa. Like it really showed how human she is. The fact of that she got she broke down, but Lynn got upset at her, and she was like, <laughs> she was kind of getting let, let's say the the um the kind of the implication of her getting drunk in the show to where she was saying, "I didn't want to disappoint Lynn. Like I disappointed my sister. All I wanted to do was help, but I disappointed her. Like that's." That's really great. Like, I love that. I love seeing that human side of Lisa where she really cared about her sister's feelings to where she wasn't upset that she, like, that Lynn was kind of being selfish to where Lisa was like, oh, well, all these changes are going to benefit your team. No, she actually felt bad for what she did. And so when she saw, like, Paula and Lynn's friends all playing together, Lisa realized she should not change anything about the team and just let them do their own thing and have fun. And Lynn still let her be the coach. Again, I really like this episode. I Again, some of the Lisa episodes I'm not very really fond of, again, but I think this one is probably one of my favorite Lisa episodes just because... Again, I love seeing that moment of her, like, just get, just breaking down after getting yelled at by Lynn. And realizing, I let my sister down and I need to fix things. Like, I really like that a lot. That is, a, that is kind of a running theme in Lisa's episode where she needs to learn that kind of emotion is very important. Like, again, heart is, you know, important to a team that just, like, analytics and brain and stuff. But seeing that she really felt she let Lynn down and she had to fix things and come back and Lynn let her be the coach... Was really well done. I absolutely love that. I think this episode was great. And again, like the like the Lana Lola episode. I want to see more episodes like this with the sisters. Very wholesome, very heartwarming, effective episodes that really f- reflect on characters' emotions. And seeing that again, Lisa, who again is like what, like eight or nine now in the show. Like I forget, not eight. Um, she's like five now. I think it's right because time skip. Like, seeing that she's starting to get more mature to where she could actually break down and cry when someone gets upset at her. And feel that to where she's like, I let my sister down. That's great. Like, that's great writing. Like, I I think this episode was great. And I know a lot of people agree. I think it was great. And seeing... The scene Lisa want to help with Lynn, Lynn was great. Like I just think it's a great episode. Like I, I it's wonderful. So I, I, I definitely say all of these episodes back to back to back were all great episodes. You know, I would say like some of them just okay, but a lot of them just really strong episodes. And I think this month has been a really great uh, month for Loud house episodes. Definitely strong. You know, you know strong episodes and. I can't wait to see um, how the Lincoln, Lin- the Lincoln and Lenny episode and the Lucy and um, Lola episode deliver on those high you know, expectations of episodes, but I've been hoping, I've been thinking about not having expectations, that way I know these episodes are great, and of course the specials are going to be awesome, so I can't wait to talk about those, and um, I was going to have a guest on for this episode, but... You know, time just slipped by a lot, so I decided to do a solo show because this week I have to record the Lincoln and Lenny episode and the Lola and Lucy episode and the specials together. And I have a very special guest I'm bringing on a second, a second, um, a uh, uh, a returning guest, which I haven't had since last year, but. Lenny is his favorite character, and I wanted to have him on for a Lenny episode. And since I'm finally getting- since we're getting an episode that focuses on not just Lenny, his favorite character, but my favorite character, Lincoln, it's gonna be a fun episode to discuss with him, so I can't wait. So yeah, those are my reviews of the latest episode that aired a bunch during this weekend. And I can't wait to talk about the rest of the episode and the big specials coming out this month as well. So if you have any questions about the podcast or want to discuss the podcast with me, you can contact me over at on Twitter or at the podcast on Twitter, Casa Chats. And again, we'll see you next time talking about the Lenny Lincoln episode and the Lucy and Lola episode and the two big specials from the Loud House and the Casa Grande's next time on CasaLaoChats. Chats. <laughs>